That would help. Uh, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 152 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada, and uh, we missed last week. As many of you know, I work as a DSW, uh, supporting people with disabilities, and you know sometimes it's been a year and a half, uh, well, not a year and a half yet, but well over a year that we've been dealing with COVID, and sometimes you just hit that brick wall of burnout, and uh, that was uh, me last week, uh, even my wife as well, and we just needed the time for ourselves, and uh, wrestling took a back seat to family and uh, myself. Uh, but uh, we had a couple other shows, uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament and uh, This Week in History in the can. We unfortunately did miss out on uh, the uh, podcast last week, so we didn't talk really about uh, blood and guts. We'll talk about that a little bit tonight because it's also involving uh, what happened last night on AEW. And uh, yeah, let's just say I'm not overly happy about some of the stuff that happened. Uh, we'll discuss that with Steven, who is on standby at the moment. I uh, just want to remind everybody that we are sponsored by our friends at CoolBet. And yes, CoolBet, stay cool, bet responsibly. And they sponsor all our shows along with this championship uh, belt designed by our uh, friends at Undisputed Belts. We'll talk about more of this later on in the show. Uh, when we discuss the uh, WrestleMania backlash card that's going to happen this Sunday. And, of course, there'll be a full prediction show happening on Sunday uh, before the event. So thank you for joining us live right now on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We have open uh, concept right now, so if you uh, see the link on Facebook, you can always join us. And, of course, we are available later on on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast from part of the Ontario Indie Podcasting Network and the Johnish Podcasting Network in the UK. think I got everything covered. And on that note, I'm going to bring in Stephen O'Neill. How are you, sir? I'm good. Better than yesterday. It seems like knock on some wood. My computer doesn't hate me today. Yeah, it was a little bit of a gong show uh, last night. Uh yeah, you, know, you were traveling between uh, London and uh, Toronto the other night, so we didn't really uh, pre-record a fancy warfare tournament, which we normally would do on a Monday or Tuesday, and have it really nice-ish cleaned up on Wednesday at 6 p.m., and then we decided to go live, and you had your uh, phone calls with work, so we were delayed that way, and then all of a sudden, computer issues Anybody who watched us, thank you for getting through it with us. It was a uh, whirlwind because uh, we did do it in quick fashion because it was uh, submission uh, matches, but we made it through technical difficulties, and uh, that's going to be available on a podcast uh, very shortly as soon as I upload it, uh, the audio version, but you can always check out the video versions on YouTube. So, Yeah. It was a fun one. Yeah, welcome to how we, you know, sometimes have to do things because work and life. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, you had uh, work issues, and then me missing last week—that was uh, 
personal issues and you've uh, been away with personal issues as well. So hopefully we get uh, through this tonight and uh, not have anything going on. Uh, like I said, I encourage our uh, viewers to uh, join us, whether you uh, comment in the comment section, we'll always post it up here, or you can find the link on a couple of the pages that we did share the uh, uh, podcast uh, coming up at 8 o'clock on, and I included a link that you could come in and join us, and, you know, open door policy here, you can, uh, you can join in the uh, conversation. There's nothing for you to download. You just click that link. You'll pop up on the bottom of my screen, and I can bring you in. And we discuss wrestling and have some fun. But, Stephen, we didn't talk about blood and guts. So, so I, I know you're ready to probably let loose on that one. And I'm just going to put the fact that no, I did not want Jericho to die and look like uh, Matt Hardy's fall that people uh, even discussed on this podcast, whether it was uh, a work or not. But, you know, if you're going to plan something that spectacular and try and pull it off, you brought in stuntmen, apparently. Get better camera angles, so make it more believable. We saw a fart in church for the uh, uh, exploding death ring. And then a couple of weeks later, now we're getting cardboard making up uh, metal and an airbag. Yes, that's part of what we're uh, having to deal with. They have a big sense like that. They're not McFoley anymore uh, doing stupid hip, hip tosses into uh, announcer's tables. But... Either get it uh, right or don't do it at all. Like, there was no need for that. The Blood and Guts match, I thought, went well. Uh, it was a decent uh, uh, rendition of War Games. But did it need uh, this, especially with what happened last night? Steven, just talking about Blood and Guts. Your thoughts. So... Up until Jericho comes in, and this isn't because I hate Jericho, it was going really well. I actually thought it was being done really well. A little too many weapons for me, chairs and uh, nightsticks, and it doesn't it doesn't need it. It didn't need it. NXT does it, so I know it just it it doesn't need it, and then. It was good. I don't like... I didn't like the, the finish of it. I... I fucking pushed him off the top of a cage into a crash pad. And you could tell it was a crash pad. I'm not expecting them to crash onto a concrete or metal stage. But... When you say it's concrete uh, during your commentary and do the push and then mm -hmm. it looks like cardboard, clearly. I, I just think even if WD were going to do it, they probably would have found a better way of making the angles work to make you think that he went through a stage or whatever or have it built better. That It just seemed like amateur hour. Oh, it, it was so amateur hour. Um, I didn't 
I mean, I think it was better than most of the NXT war games um, because they kept it more traditional, which I actually enjoy. But um, it didn't. I think putting it on live TV like it did took away also from the match because you could tell where Jericho was talking to people. Uh, they were taking their time knowing that they're in commercial. The scaling of the cage was super slow because they were in pitcher and pitcher at the time. And like, yeah, I had some notes for last week and I had like com uh, questions like how long will Jericho be away? Uh, will uh, Pinnacle run wild through AEW? Uh, thoughts on the match? Uh, the bad camera angle, slow moments uh, due to commercials, and uh, also uh, should it be on a pay-per-view? I think it should definitely be on a pay-per-view uh, to prevent the uh, whole thing, but as we saw last night, Jericho wasn't even gone! Yeah. We're not even and, selling! And that's what bothers me the most, because last night's show, I believe, was taped last week. I think it was live. Oh, regardless, I wasn't a fan of the whole blood and guts overall. Not because I don't think they did it bad. They just, and I get it. If you're putting on live TV, there is a shot that you're going to have commercials. But how they laid out the match with the commercials was not good. Yeah. Like missing Tully get the key during a picture in picture wasn't good. I just found the way they laid out the match was not good. Yeah, because I'm not sure if they may have realized when the commercials were going to happen because I'm not sure uh, also um, on fight if it's commercial free and they don't have to do the whole picture in picture. And so people uh, tuning in that way would end up uh, seeing it all unfold, but not everybody's watching in that way. TSN barely uh, does the picture in picture, so Canadians get screwed over on that one. And then TNT, if you're watching it there and you get the picture in picture, you're you don't hear anything. Are you really paying attention to that box? Here's my other problem: you are on a big network television. If you have this big match. Could you not have went to TNT and said, can we get all the commercials in and be commercial free? Because I want to say NXT has done commercial free episodes. Have they not? Uh, they might have. I know uh, back years ago, WWE did it with like KFC as the sponsor. And uh, it might have even been the uh, years ago, obviously, with uh, Cena and Sean doing their long match. But uh, you'd hear the commentators go, this one's brought to you by KFC, and this match is still going, and maybe a little graphic, but they kept on going instead of going off to a commercial. It's easily done if somebody can get a sponsor just to throw in their name during the match. I mean, I feel like either NXT... I want to say NXT has done commercial-free at least hour. I think so. And you could have... And you could they could have approached TNT and TSN and said, look, the last 40 minutes of the show, 
no commercials. It's going to be our blood and guts match. Get all your commercials in before. Because Lord knows the first hour and 20 minutes was useless. Yeah, and people were actually watching it on a screen waiting for Blood and Guts to start. And paid tickets for that. You could have had the last 40 minutes of the show commercial free and just do Blood and Guts. I don't think they could do... They need to perfect it. I think the cage looked better than WWE's. I'm a traditionalist. I like that there's a roof on the cage. I think the roof was a touch high. Um, it did allow them to do some more maneuvers than uh, the old cage where they could barely do a doomsday device with... Uh, I mean, LOD. yeah, I just found the, the cage top a touch too high. Bring it down a foot or two. Make it seem on your camera angles that it's it looks more in encasing than seem like the roof went forever. I do I did appreciate there was a roof. Um, I'm not saying it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Lord knows I've seen a lot worse on AEW. It's the final execution that I think was the biggest issue and. They, uh, Jericho was saying the, that before this, that it was going to be the start of the whole thing uh, with the feud, and that's fine, but now it's almost a forgotten uh, aspect of such a uh, big match. It's a forgotten thing because they came back last uh, night and Pinnacle was bragging about the win only to have Jericho and company show up with Jericho only having an arm injury, and they rip off the beer bash, uh, beer bath thing of Stone Cold or the milk, uh, milk mania of uh, Kurt Angle with their own bubbly truck. Oh, and they're having football fuckery too. Yeah, stadium stampede at double or nothing. No, 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 no. We call it. It's called football fuckery too. Yes. But um, they could have saved then if they're going to use the stadium for that match, couldn't they have just set up the double ring in the stadium and done that and had double or nothing happen in Daly's place in front of the crowd type deal and I stretch mean, it out a bit? Here's the thing. War game should be the finale of the feud. Not it is story. not the start of the feud. So you go from war games where they everyone bled, and I've read, yeah, some of those were hard ways and they didn't mean to bleed that much, to football fuckery too. And what this do you is need to elevate from a war games match in that match? Unless they're going to start pulling out bazookas and shooting each other, it's going downhill. There's nowhere to go. That's why War Games is the finale of the feud. It is, if that was six months, eight months, a year into their feud, and that's how it all that's how it ended. Jericho was pushed off. It may we may be talking a different situation because that could be the end of something and the start of something. This is just the fucking start. Yeah. Are you pushing him off the stadium to kill him? 
and Stadium Stampede should have not been this close to War Games. They should have had Jericho gone bye-bye for a little bit, have the inner circle struggle, and then Jericho make a triumphant return somehow, but give him some time off and let the story unfold, not seven days later, show up and just, oh, my arm hurt. But not just that. They need, all of them needed to go away for a while. Um, Guevara, Santana, Ortiz, Hager, fucking Jericho, all need to go away. And slowly, maybe a, a month, six weeks, Guevara shows back up. The next week, Proud and Powerful show back up. Yep. Uh, maybe two weeks later, there's a six-man and Hager shows back up. Mm. Then there's an eight-man and Jericho shows back. Like So it spaces out. Jericho just died from falling off, a t getting pushed off the top of the cage, and he's back the next week. Yeah, let, let's do this. Like, <sighs> Jericho should have been gone till at least Labor Day weekend uh, for all of or, or, if it they're, looks like they're, everyone's going to start touring in the States in July. Yeah, Your first live event in front of a crowd. July 7th. Could you imagine the pop that that gets? Yeah, and everybody's uh, singing Judas. And that's what they don't, I don't think they realize. They had an opportunity to restart this knowing that you're going to, it looks like you, you're you planning to have shows in front of crowds in July. That's only six weeks away. Pretty much. Jericho's off TV for six weeks. It's not the worst thing. You build up the pinnacle. Let them run wild. It, well, and then you set up somehow. I mean, here's what I don't understand. You have two big heel groups. You have Kenny, Olivier, and the Young Twinks, and the Good Brothers. Then you have the pinnacle. Well, really, if you only had the pinnacle as the big group, you wouldn't. You may not have them win all the titles, but FTR would win the tag titles. You might put the TNT title on Sean Spears, and then you have the inner circle come back chasing these guys for their titles to eliminate them. But you can't do any of that right now because you have heel people with titles. So it doesn't make sense for, it just hurt. Like, I understand what they're trying to do. Bigger group, like more of a faction type of thing, but it doesn't make sense on how they're doing it. Yeah, they're uh, in a way uh, trying to be old school NWA with New Japan uh, factions everywhere and Which overloading their roster with people that get... Uh, either no work or they're all doing run-ins segment after segment. <coughs> and you could actually do old school NWA with New Japan factions. But you don't have two high-end 
heel groups at the same time. You don't have two high-end babyface groups. You would have one high-end babyface group, one high-end heel group, two mid-card high-fraction heel and babyface, and they would be going, and they... And the titles, like, you you have to space it out. You can't have every group be want to be the, the group because what are you setting up? The young twinks and Omega and Olivier and the young bro, uh, young boys versus the pinnacle? Because that doesn't make sense. Nope. But that's, how, like... This is what happens when wrestlers take advantage of a billionaire. But here's the thing. It is fixable. That's what's scary. They have the talent to make me want to watch TV. But they're not using it. You've got MJF is a superstar. He should be a champion instead of wrestling once every eight months on TV. I saw him live in London before he obviously made it big in MLW and and he was a prick and I loved it. You can see the superstar. You've got Sammy Guevara, who to me is a superstar. You've got Darby Allen. I wish he would stop taking such crazy ass bumps, but he's a superstar. You've got Jungle Boy. I would change the name, but Superstar. You've got Powerhouse. Potentially. With what? Ricky Starks, if he's able to come back after his uh, neck injury. That was the next one I was going to. You've got, I like Powerhouse Hobbs. I'd get, I'd change the name. But he, I think, has potential. Ricky Starks is a superstar. You have Sean Spears who I actually think is being underutilized again, who I think has potential to be a high-end, maybe not world champion, but a really high-end person in the card. You got Cody Rhodes. You've got, hell, there's so many. Britt Baker, who I think is probably, other than Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa, the best non, uh, best female wrestler not signed to a WWE contract. Yeah, and she came a long way after uh, falling really flat and then getting busted open. Is the the Becky uh, Lynch syndrome? She was able to up, up her gear and turned heel, but it was an amazing uh, run for her. And now she's challenging Sheeta for the uh, championship, uh, double or nothing, which. Uh, I hope she gets it, even though I'm a Sheeta fan. I'm a huge Sheeta fan, but I think you've got to put the title on Britt Baker. To me, you've got to put the title on Britt Baker. I mean, I wish... Like, I think the... Like, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, I, I don't like what they're doing with them, but I think they're both high, high end talent that could push to the main event. Yeah, you I only think, have like a t- uh, group of 10 guys that we've just uh, listed off that could be this sort of uh, year, millennium, decades, whatever uh, version of the SmackDown 6. 
Mm-hmm. My problem is this. I mean, I can see, and we're not even talking about the guys that are, aren't in AEW or W, like in MLW, you got Jacob Fatu. I don't know if you've watched a lot of Jacob Fatu, Sean. A little bit. But you need to because that Samoan werewolf is amazing. We're not even talking about Brian Pillman Jr. I think he's got amazing up, upside. I don't think AEW can do anything with them really because he's, I think, still under some sort of contract with the MLW. And MLW doesn't want to do anything with them. I would love to see him end up in NXT because I think he needs a little bit of polishing. But I think he could be amazing on with the the cruiserweights. And with what the Dark Side of the Ring did with him on uh, the uh, that two part about his dad, somebody needs to take advantage of how he was portrayed in that and give him a push instead of. I- in a tag team with I actually don't mind him in a tag team with Griff Garrison because it actually they offset each other's weaknesses. I've actually grown on them as a tag team. Do I think they're gonna be a tag team for the rest of their careers? No. But if they could ever get some sort of consistent push with guys who know what they're doing, because if you put them in the ring with guys like FTR, they look amazing. You put them in with the acclaimed, who both teams are really green. It doesn't look good. Yeah, it's a little sloppy. So, like, AEW has a lot of high-end potential talent. I think you'll find MJF signs with WWE eventually. Yeah, he already talked about it. Yeah, he said in an interview uh, recently that I think his contract's up in 2024 ish, but wherever the money is, he's willing to go, even though he is AEW right now. But, you know, he's also a businessman. Um, Looking quickly last night at last night's uh, things, like Moxley retaining the IWGP US title over Eugene and Nagata was a really good uh, opening match. And uh, definitely not your typical Moxley matchup uh, that they uh, usually have him uh, do on AEW. Cody Rhodes cut a really out-of-place uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, American Dream-style uh, uh, promo on Anthony Gogo, who really hasn't been seen putting down the uh, U.S., but now that's setting up them for uh, double or nothing. The Young Bucks uh, retained over... Uh, SCU, and with that loss, SCU uh, is going their separate ways, but they didn't let that play out, uh, and they went to uh, backstage stuff, uh, so you don't get really the uh, effect of SCU going their separate way after all this uh, time. Uh, Christian Cage is going to be in the Casino Battle Royal and also face uh, Matt Seidel next week, I believe it is. Orange Cassidy got hurt during his uh, match with Pac, so Don Callis knocked out Pac, and they did a double countdown. It was supposed to be a 20-minute uh, draw uh, with the winner uh, going against uh, Omega at double or nothing. Now with both of them down, Shivani yeah, said that, oh, they're both going to go against Omega at double or nothing. 
Uh, so they quickly had to improv after Pockets got injured. Uh, oh, not injured. He was out like a light. Oh, yeah. After that uh, powerbomb uh, they took. Pinnacle boasted about uh, blood and guts, as we uh, heard, but uh, talked about it a little bit ago, and then got the bubbly bath. Uh, double or nothing will have the stadium stampede with the. No, we're stop calling it. Stop calling it that. It's football fuckery. Football fuckery. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Young Bucks challenged uh, uh, Moxley and Kingston to a uh, super kick party at. Uh, Double or nothing for uh, the titles there. Ricky Starks is out uh, with the injury. And Miro ended up uh, winning the uh, title over uh, Darby Allen. So after about, what, nine months with uh, AEW and finally getting away from uh, video game uh, Pip and uh, all that uh, nonsense, he's finally the Bulgarian brute again. And uh, hopefully he uh, retains that title for a while and does his uh, bulldozer, uh, angry uh, Miro Day stuff. But So your thoughts on uh, anything else that happened uh, last night on Dynamite? Um, after the... What did I stop watching? I saw the Inner Circle... And that's where I stopped watching. And then I watched Pockets get knocked out multiple times because that makes me laugh. And I'm sure that makes me a bad person, but I'm yeah, okay with that. You're a uh, Jim Cornette uh, guy and, you know, Pockets getting knocked out. Uh, it's not surprising. Um, it seems really uh, funny to me. We'll uh, wait to hear what uh, Corny says on the, I believe it'll probably be the experience. Uh, that he will end up talking about that potentially. Yeah, I can't wait for him to shit on um, them doing football fuckery after war games. Yeah, because you're where do you go? It's so weird. Um, looking quickly at other uh, news uh, going on, uh, NXT ref Jake Wirtz, um has been suspended uh, or banned at least from CWC after. Uh, making comments about the whole virus being a uh, fake thing and everybody should be able to wear, uh, not be wearing masks. He's gone in front of different councils and even wore his NXT shirt one time. He was just recently in front of another council meeting uh, spouting about it being uh, against uh, God's will to have my uh, masks on. Uh, he also uh, points out uh, stuff involving uh, being able for child molesters to uh, go after children. Is he off his rocker and just one of those uh, guys who are part of the anti-masker conspiracy theories? Oh, he's called crazy. That's what we call him. <laughs> um, I mean, I am a... He's done. They turn out the lights. His career in WWE is over. And I, I don't... He's a QAnon supporter as well. Something like that. Uh, he, again, it's called crazy. Um, I assume that he's he's done. There's no way he's going to... WWE's ever going to bring him back. 
Yeah, he was one of the top uh, refs, I thought, uh, uh, for NXT and definitely demoted. I believe Daryl Schwarma is, uh, or Sharma is uh, leading uh, the referees in NXT now and doing a really good job, and he's Canada's own. Yeah, he it's turn out the lights. He's done. Uh, Zelina Vega could be on her way back to uh, WWE. She was seen uh, last week at the PC and might have even filmed some footage. Uh, she was released in uh, November over issues with uh, Cameo and Twitch, but WWE started allowing some people to do Cameos, or at least top-end uh, stars. And also, she posted stuff about uh, supporting unions, and that's why she's um, had magically been uh, released a couple hours after uh, posting that, but not uh, connected to each other, apparently. Uh, do you see her coming back? She's going to be back. That's Everything can be worked out in time. Especially in the WWE, they if they can they figure they can make money on you. You're it was only a matter of time. If she and didn't sign. Still there, still there. What? And her husband's still there. Well, that and you still have Angel Garza there. You still have where she can be a great manager. You, she didn't sign with AEW or Impact or anything. When her 90 days came up, you know through that whole 90 days, they were talking to, after probably some cool-off period, you know Triple H reached out. You know things can get worked out if they want them to. Yeah. They wanted them to. The right personality. She's great. I think I would love to see her, and I'd love to see Selena Del Renta. Like... Yeah, so uh, that would be great. We'll see what happens uh, with that whole thing? Uh, you were mentioning with the fact that Garza and all them there, uh, Andrade is gone, but he uh, is apparently going to be going against uh, potentially Jailbird uh, Del Rio uh, soon, and also he challenged uh, Twinkle Toes uh, Olivier for uh, Triple Mania. Uh, Kenny Omega against him uh, at Triple Mania. So Andrade is starting to get out there. Uh, yeah, I don't understand some of their thinking because, like, why would anyone get in, involved with Alberto Del Rio? It's not like it's ever turned out good. Ask Pidge. Well, yeah. Not even just that. Look at any of the wrestling companies. It doesn't turn out good. And No, he wasn't a really uh, good uh, fit over in Impact when he was uh, there, but they instantly put the title on him uh, doing that. Uh, so Eric Bischoff uh, recently said on 83 Weeks, that he wasn't happy about his appearance or his wife's appearance uh, during the Randy Savage uh, biography, uh, the way it ended up getting edited together and looking. A lot of people uh, thought it was an attack piece uh, more on uh, Randy than a tribute piece. 
Um, apparently, each of these biographies that A and E are doing are different directors, so it's not the same uh, tone all the way through. So you had uh, the Steve Austin one that didn't touch on his domestic issues uh, that he had. You have Roddy Piper, who had a lot of family stuff, and they avoided other things. Savage, they dug into the abuse issues that he had with Elizabeth and Gorgeous George instead of uh, making him still seem like a hero that every uh, person my age who grew up loving them guy uh, would have been looking up to, but they showed a darker side of uh, Savage during his biography. Then you have uh, Booker T this past week. They uh, did a lot of pre-wrestling for half the show and then uh, dug into wrestling missed the whole TNA uh, part and avoided the uh, WrestleMania 19 uh, racist debacle. Yet they still played the part where uh, Hulk Hogan, we're coming for yet segment. Yeah, the oopsie doopsies. Yeah. I so far haven't minded them. I thought the Randy Savage, they're all done by different directors. So, and Bischoff this week did say that it, they're all different directors. So it's not like it's one director doing them all and they all have the same flow. Totally. It's just like the um, 30 for 30 on ESPN. They're all done by different directors. So they each take their own spin. I don't know how much control WWE has. If it's more, all right, we'll promote this. This is, you're going to be using who, like, Providing these footage. are the names. Yeah, and these are the, the current guys or the guys we really want, like Hunter or, like, Booker, Austin, Piper. The rest, who do you guys want? Okay. It's not like the um, Vice, Dark Side of the Ring, where it's the same people. So he did talk about it on 83 weeks and he understands that it's different directors so yeah and uh what should be uh kind of uh wanting to see how it plays out is they're doing both Shawn michaels and bret hart in the same uh whole lineup of the what is it 10 weeks of buyers that you're doing so with them having the two different uh, directors for these uh, biographies uh, for Sean and Brett, are we going to see two different views of the Montreal Screwjob during the whole thing, or is only one of the shows going to talk about the Screwjob and one's going to avoid it, so they're not repeating themselves? That's no, they're both, going to, they're both going to uh, touch on it, and I actually, I actually think it will be cool to see each of their views on it all. Yeah, because we've yeah. seen them sit down side by side with JR and talk about it, but now that we're going to see biography and uh, two different views. And Bret Hart's I don't think there'll be as I don't think there'll be as much hurt feelings through this. No, because they've been able to bury that. Uh, but you know, when you read uh, read Brett's uh, original book, uh, he's almost exaggerating a lot of things, like Hogan always does. And it'd be nice to see a different side of uh, how it plays out. I mean, it will be interesting. 
there's some that could definitely make it be very interesting and there could be some that it really depends on how they they frame it are they going to try to hit piece each other or is it more um this is how it went down from my perspective yeah so those are the two that uh will be uh, worth uh, checking and comparing uh, how the stories uh, get played out. And as you said, do different directors, different points of view, and uh, how they either run parallel or somehow crash into each other of, well, why does he say this? Why does he say that uh, type deal? Um, but it's going to be from their point of view. So yeah. even if they have different takes on things, it won't surprise me. Because how me and you see a conversation can be different. Yeah. So it will be interesting if it's not so much of a, I don't like this person, they're mean. But this is how I saw the situation. And this is how he, like, if they they counteract each other based on how I saw it versus how you saw it versus. Yeah, and with them burying the hatchet years ago, it's not going to be as... Uh, he said, she, he said type deal. So those will be uh, upcoming ones to look at. Uh, also, the Ultimate Warrior one is going to happen on the same week that um, Dark Side of the Ring is doing an Ultimate Warrior one. So we'll get the sugar-coated potential uh, version from A&E, uh, depending on how deep uh, they dive into the dark side of him. And of course, uh, the Dark Side guys doing their take on uh, Warriors uh, sketchy times shall we say Eva Marie is doing her evolution which is almost like emolution uh, she's apparently going to be a motivational speaker type gimmick um, she was hired actually before all the cuts and people are complaining about her being there and Mickey James and the Iconics being let go but she's also been appearing in photos with uh, Parker uh, Boudreaux, uh, which is supposed to be the next big thing, Brock Lesnar clone. Uh, so is this also a way of bringing Parker in uh, slowly? Establish her and then bring him in. Um, I kind of hope not. I think it's too early. I mean... I don't care about I mean, evolution either. No. Um, <laughs> but I think she's got something as a manager. I don't think she's any good in the ring. I'm okay oh. with she was going to be a manager because I actually enjoy that hateful bitch like persona that she has. But I think she's coming in as fan favorite. What? I think she's getting come in as a fan favorite unless uh, the fans not... crap on her enough. I would like to see her as a heel because that's who she is. And I would love to see, I'm okay. If she's going to start bringing in, um, like if she's going to have a, some men that she's managing like this Parker, I, I hope he, he, he hasn't even had a match yet. So, I mean, 
it's a little soon to just jump the main roster or like skip and go to the main roster. Yeah, because even Brock had OVW. He probably needs, especially because I'm guessing he's going to need some time in NXT. I need to uh, stop us for a moment. Uh, we do have somebody took us up on the offer. And uh, we'll get back to some more news and promos in just a moment. But um, we're going to bring in Mr. Rex Atkins. Uh, how are you, sir? We had your counterpart two weeks ago, Pretty Ricky Wildy. And we we're going to talk about uh, the stuff that's coming up this Sunday. So oh. the floor is yours, sir. Yeah, like I don't even know why I joined. I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I you know, I, I made the promo video for it because I'm taking him up on his offer. But uh, he did all this without my knowledge. Like I, I found out from Holden Albright weeks after he'd been on all these podcasts promoting a fight, and I had no idea that it was happening. It's like, dude, you didn't know if I was going to be home. You didn't know. Like usually, when you book a, a match or a show, you book the talent. You know, for the show, <laughs> you discuss terms. You figure out a venue, right? So he just picked my house as a venue and then decided that he's going to fight me. Yeah, um, I think he's stalking you a bit because he was saying that uh, he knew your kids were not going to be there, so he wasn't embarrassing <laughs> you in front of your kids. He obviously knows where you live because you're friends. But, yeah, uh, uh, Ricky might be stalking you to know the timing. I would actually be surprised. I, I would be surprised if he didn't message me Sunday before he's there to beat me up going uh, – you know, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to put you down. You know, you're going to get beat up. Uh, also, what's your address again? Because he's horrible with directions, and I'm pretty sure he's going to have to, to GPS it to get here. Well, it should be interesting. Uh, that apparently is going to be a part of the Blackballed uh, podcast that you guys were both a part of at one point. Yes. And, yes. Uh, that's on the YouTube channel, and he's supposed to be knocking on your door about 4.30 on Sunday, the 16th. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. Have you warned your neighbors yet? That's the biggest thing I'm worried about. Uh, because we are in Ontario, we're still in a lockdown, and we're supposed to be at the stay, you know, the stay-at-home order and everything. And uh, the biggest thing I'm worried about isn't really pretty Ricky. It's my neighbors calling the cops or the bylaw or something, saying like, "Hey, there's people in their underwear fighting in the in your front yard. Like, <laughs> somebody's got to get down here and ticket these guys." <laughs> Just um, pull up a lawn chair. Yeah, I might try to take it to the backyard. I think if I can if I can lure him into my backyard, I'll have a better chance of not having the bylaw called. But uh, either way, it is. I'm not sure what he's planning on doing. I know he's a very entertaining guy. I've wrestled him probably a hundred times on different tours all over Canada, and every time it's a lot of fun and a lot of goofiness. But this one seems different. It seems like he wants to fight for real. So um, I don't know. Like I don't really want to hit him. I don't want to. You know, he's. And people, you know, I, I know I keep saying he's just an entertainer, but he actually is a tough guy. I've I've uh, had some shoot wrestling matches with him on the road just to feel him out. And he is battle arts trained, and, and when you train at battle arts, you do have to do the, that kind of training. So he's not uh, unfamiliar with a shoot fight. But to me, I just always thought, like, when I initially came up, well, I didn't even come up with the idea. I stole it from Hardbody of doing a shoot fight. Um, I wanted to do it on Patreon. I wanted to do it behind a paywall because I'm a greedy uh, bastard. Uh, but also, uh, I wanted it to be a little more official. I wanted a, a ring, you know, a real referee, real rounds, rules, you know, very an actual something that would entertain people. Not unlike this, uh, 
stuff everyone's complaining about with uh, the Logan brother, Logan Paul, what are their names? Paul, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Mayweather. They're doing these, right? So it's kind of spoof that a little bit with local oh, independent talent and uh, do like kind of a shoot fight, a boxing match or a wrestling match or whatever it may be. Uh, and that was the original idea. Now, Pretty Ricky, he got upset that I didn't want to do Zoom meetings with him anymore. And that's that's the catalyst for this fight. So uh, if, if there's ever been a weak storyline, uh, that's the one. But either way, I think Sunday's going to be a good time. I think anyone who tunes in is going to be surprised, whether it's me getting beat up or him getting beat up. It's going to be uh, either way an interesting thing to watch. Yeah, he mentioned uh, when he was with us two weeks ago that this is basically all about crimes against uh, friendship. So <laughs> He's insane. He is insane. <laughs> Well, he is going to show up to your front door and fight you on your front lawn. So I'm guessing, you know, yeah. you may the have to go, go door to door soon to start knocking on neighbors to be like, if you see someone in their underwear, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be weird. But uh, the funny thing about this is now he's replaced me with Tomer Shalom, which I love Tomer. Uh, and Tomer's playing the part great. He's, he's acting like the, you know, He's my replacement, and, he, and he's got this, like, beef with me, like, you know, and, and it's fun. But at the same time, I feel like he's disrespecting Tomer because he's so angry that now he's stuck with Tomer that he's fighting me in my front lawn. It's like, you think you'd be, like, happy, like, you upgraded, man. You got Tomer Shalom. He's entertaining. He's great, you know. But either way, yeah, guys, is uh, anyone listening, Sunday, 4.30, Blackball Podcast, uh, YouTube. Not to be confused with the other Blackball Podcast, poor name uh, of the podcast by Pretty Ricky, but... There's another Black Bolt podcast. There's also another Pretty Ricky. Uh, I think you should change everything. But either way, 4.30, find their YouTube channel, and, uh, yeah, we'll try to give you a good fight. Yeah, and then uh, he's been invading uh, your show uh, that you have with uh, Easy. e Yeah, uh, somebody sent him a Zoom link. Yeah, somebody uh, not the – I don't want to blame anyone, but my spouse is a wrestler, and I feel like she may have been coaxed into giving him the Zoom link uh, that night. But, yeah. Excellent. So uh, I, I, I can't wait to watch this because this is going to be. I, I'm not actually sure what to expect. And I'll tell you what: if it sucks, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get double my money back? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyways, guys, I gotta get out of here. I'm just about to start uh, with Anthony Kingdom James on his Twitch. He's playing another uh, poker game tonight, so I'm gonna go win some more money. Awesome. Thank Perfect. you for joining us, Rex. All the best. On, uh, Thank you for having me, really. Thank uh, you. Yeah, anytime. And all the best to uh, your poker game tonight, and say hello to all your uh, poker buddies for us. No problem. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Take care. Well, that was a uh, interesting and nice surprise. Uh, like I said, I put out the uh, uh, link. You never know who's going to show up. And it was perfect timing uh, for later on when I was going to talk about the Ontario scene. But, yeah, thank you, Rex, for being a part of our show. Uh, Pretty Ricky versus uh, Rex Atkins. Very happened this Sunday on the Black Ball podcast. Uh, Ricky's just looking to punch uh, Rex out for crimes against friendship. So we'll see if there's a gathering of neighbors, police show up, what's going to happen. Um, just go back to uh, the news uh, here. Uh, going to do some quick uh, rundowns and see if you have anything to uh, pop in there. Mia Yim is uh, supposed to debut on SmackDown, but got bumped this week and is supposed to eventually uh, come in. May or may not be his reckoning. 
Uh, but her uh, first uh, feud could be with Carmella. Interested or not? I think Steven is frozen somehow. He's not blinking at all. Nope. He's gone. Uh, so I'll wait for him to come back in. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, Mia Yim is uh, due to come on SmackDown. Uh, not sure if she's going to be reckoning or not. And uh, battling Carmella when this does happen. Uh, there was uh, also talk that uh, Keith Lee might make his way back to NXT. Uh, he was teasing uh, stuff on Twitter and included him uh, standing beside the uh, NXT War Games uh, cage in one of the pictures so uh he's not getting anywhere on raw and i probably am blaming uh kevin dunn again on somebody who uh does not get him um and we'll see if he uh goes back to triple h and everybody dave kapoor who uh do get the limitless one keith lee um we talked about the dark side of the ring and the uh upcoming biographies new day has a comic book coming out uh, with an origin story about the trio, it'll be available in July from Boom Comics. Uh, Umberto Carrillo injured himself uh, during his match with Sheamus on Monday. They were battling for the U.S. title. Uh, I think even, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the gentleman from uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, or wish Stephen was here, we'd get Mansur. Uh, what's his name? He was probably supposed to be involved with that, but with uh, Umberto uh, getting injured on that sunset flip out of the ring and Sheamus landing on him, he Mansur probably got bumped uh, from that. But it's said that uh, Carrillo is going to be okay. Uh, so we'll see if that story picks back up next week on uh, Raw. SummerSlam looks to be happening August 22nd. They have not confirmed where it's going to be held, as they do hope to bring back fans like they did for WrestleMania. Speculation going on, it could be MSG. I've also heard uh, somewhere in Texas, Arizona, and uh, just today I heard possibly Las Vegas getting involved, uh, and that would be at the stadium that the uh, Las Vegas Raiders play at. So a lot of options, and that's supposed to be also uh, kickstarting uh, return to live shows with fans. Uh, so I guess we just have to wait and see uh, where everything uh, lies. But August 22nd looks to be the date for SummerSlam. Uh, NXT will be holding another takeover uh, on July 13th. And it was revealed on uh, Tuesday that is going to be another in your house. And it's going to be hosted by Todd Pettengill. So it makes sense. And they did that last year. So it could be a yearly thing for the NXT schedule to do a in-your-house every year. Fightful Select uh, reported that Dana Bryan is no longer on contract with WWE, but a lot of people are uh, betting that he's going to re-sign, especially with Brie uh, around, and they're doing the uh, Total Bellas uh, show. But he still has a lot of uh, dream matches out there on the indies or uh, in Japan. So if he can balance something out and work something where he's part-time with WD and able to do uh, matches that he wants, then he's going to stay around with WD. Uh, he was doing really good with the creative for SmackDown, and um, there's always probably a spot available for him there if uh, and when he wants to return 
and take that spot if he so chooses. So there's a lot of options for Daniel Bryan. Uh, I'm not sure how many people could pay his price, especially considering he's one of the hottest stars in wrestling at one point. Uh, his star has not been as bright lately, but it is Dana Bryan or Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. So we'll see what happens there. Jinder Mahal returned this past Monday, beating Jeff Hardy. They actually did uh, a match against each other, I believe, for uh main event the week before. And um, in this case, Jinder had Veer and Shanky by his side. Um, and that's the upgrade from the Bollywood boys, especially with size. And this could be start of a uh, another push for him. Uh, Drew McIntyre was recently on Jason Agnew's uh, Sunday night's main event and talked about uh, maybe even getting away from the uh, title uh, pitcher that's right now with Lashley and going after a matchup and storyline with Jinder. Uh, Jinder could uh, play the uh, underrated uh, champion uh, and how uh, he's jealous of his former tag team partner in Drew McIntyre, how the fans embraced him, but they wouldn't embrace uh, Jinder. Uh, there's so many options that uh, McIntyre laid out during that interview with uh, Jason Agnew, so you can check that out on Sunday night's main event on their uh, page. Uh, there's a video uh, form of that interview, which is about 20 minutes in length, and he goes into detail, and he's talking about his new book that uh, came out. Even though he's only in his 30s, they did a book on his career, but I guess he has a uh, motivational story that he can uh, bring to people and help uh, them uh, in that regards. Uh, AEW confirmed that they're taking Dynamite on the road again, and they're uh, going to be uh, seeing live fans starting July 7th in Miami, July 14th in Austin, Texas, and then July 21st in Dallas, Texas area. Um, they're also going to be doing double or nothing with a full capacity crowd at Daly's Place on May 30th. And um, we'll see what happens there. Tickets for the shows happening in uh, July in Miami and in Texas are going to go on sale tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. So if you're willing to travel or you're in the area, you can always check out uh, tickets and see if this return to uh, wrestling actually happens uh, and how it looks on TV and if it's safe for people to uh, do so and not be in pods and whatever because, well, Florida and Texas are uh, states that are full capacity as we saw uh, with the uh, Jays and uh, Texas Rangers uh, when the season uh, first started for baseball uh, last month. Jimmy Uso returned to uh, SmackDown this past Friday. He hugged his brother and cousin, Roman, um, but doesn't seem to be fully on board with the head of the table gimmick, uh, thinking that Jay should not be the uh, lackey to uh, Roman, but I do expect him to fall in line with the head of the table and pursue the tag team titles together, and they'll have all the titles, and Jay will stop being a lackey for uh, Roman Reigns in this regards. But he's been basically the jobber to the stars uh, during this uh, protecting Roman and the table. Tommy Dreamer is recovering uh, from a very bad case of COVID. Uh, he caught it part of a show uh, in Alaska. 
Dreamer has been trying to compete, uh, complete his quest to wrestle in every state, and unfortunately, he got COVID and passed it along to his wife, Eula McGillicuddy, and one of their twin daughters. Uh, this has not been an easy bout for uh, of COVID with Tommy, as uh, different parts of his body are shutting down. He thought he was going to die. Uh, he feels that there's going to be some lasting effects, unfortunately, from this. Just, uh, yeah, uh, when you see a guy like Jake Wirtz saying that uh, it's fake and uh, even our co-host uh, Stephen has had COVID, you know, it's not uh, all fake. And we even have things, uh, a crackpot in Elmer, Ontario, who is leading basically a cult uh, to defy you know, lockdowns and is a potential super spreader if he continues uh, going on. But yeah, uh, wish all the best for Tommy, Beulah, and their daughter, uh, and hope that they uh, recover and are able to uh, kick out of this whole thing. Uh, Fred Rosser, or Darren Young, uh, posted a photo of him recording footage for an upcoming uh, Nexus documentary. I'm looking forward to that one. Nexus was very underrated. They came in like uh, Hellfire, tearing up the ring, choking out Justin Roberts, which got Dana Bryan fired. Um, and everything they did to destroy the ring, and then uh, they were dominating, made it to that main event at SummerSlam. And unfortunately, as you've heard from uh, other stories with... Uh, Edge and Jericho, Cena did not put them over. For whatever reason, he did not put them over, and Nexus went downhill from there. If the Nexus had won at SummerSlam, I think uh, the story would have played out a whole lot better for them, and they wouldn't have uh, been relegated to jobbers, uh, even switching out CM Punk and the core and all this other st uh, BS that happened with uh what happened with nexus uh darren young uh, is doing that he was able to wear his new japan uh, jacket so you'll see that on the screen uh but yeah so we'll see uh what goes on there i believe i had heard uh justin gabriel had done uh stuff that was on good terms with wd and of course we know wade barrett is also uh, doing stuff with NXT as commentary. One person you won't be end up hearing about is Skip Sheffield or Ryback. Uh, uh, whatever his last name is, Reynolds or uh, Ryback or Kreback, because he keeps on doing uh, posts and uh, polls on uh, Twitter, wondering where he should go. AEW, WWE, uh, some uh, different indies. Or retire, and everybody keeps on voting retire. Uh, retire, and he's saying, "Oh, I'm being uh, harassed by bots and everything," and keeps on putting it up. People don't like you, buddy. Give it up. Move on. Right or stop crying. Jordan Grace has uh, resigned uh, with Impact Wrestling. She feels that she has more to do uh, there rather than uh, going getting lost amongst the women in WD or AEW. Um, even she could do well for, her, I think, NWA, but uh, given your choice between NWA or Impact Wrestling, you're going to get more exposure with Impact Wrestling. Uh, so, yeah, she's doing your tag team uh, right now uh, with Rachel Ellering, 
and we'll see what happens there. But she also could end up meeting Killer Kelly because she's expected to return to Impact uh, now that she's gone from NXT UK. So a lot of possibilities there. And when you can lead the division uh, or be one of the top women in that division, Jordan Grace uh, might have made a good decision to stay with Impact and continue her career there. We'll be back in just a moment. Got uh, highlight some of our friends over at the Johnners, and we'll talk about a little bit of WrestleMania backlash as that's happening this Sunday, and we'll talk about how you can be earning points towards our championship belt. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. Relive title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. Okay, and welcome back. Uh, thank you. Just needed a moment to uh, get, refresh my notes and uh, get this uh, title right here. Because as you just saw, the Scumbags Wrestling Predictions League is happening. And we've already done WrestleMania and uh, Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. But we are also gearing up for this weekend for WrestleMania Backlash by WWE this Sunday. At, I believe it's 7 o'clock uh, for the pre-show, and we're going to uh, do it all over again. You send in your predictions, earn points towards winning this championship belt. It's designed by our friends over at Ultimate Belts. It has the uh, Cool Bet lo logo, as you see right there. It has our Scumbags Predictions League and Word Champion 
and it's on a lovely uh, green title uh, strap, just like our colors, black and green for the uh, podcast league. Now, it's simple how you can be a part of it, and it's just sending in your predictions for different shows. We're going to be doing, as I said, WrestleMania Backlash happening this Sunday, and then on the 30th, we're going to be looking at uh, Double or Nothing from AEW. I'm just going to put up the uh, graphic here. It's presented by CoolBet. Two tiers to play. Pro, $25, gets you the whole year being involved and getting that championship belt. You can also play for free, and sometimes we have chances for T-shirts and everything from our uh, Pro Wrestling T-Store. You can go to scumbagswrestling.ca for more details, but we are doing predictions for NXT, WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Earn Points, Win Prizes, 10 points for win, 5 points for no contest, and 0 points for a loss. Almost like hockey, because when there's a draw or you have like a triple threat, there's somebody who's ultimately not in the win or loss for a triple threat, uh, four-pack, fiddle four-way, six-pack challenge, whatever it is. If you, the person is that you pick is not pinned, did not submit, and was not part of the win or loss, why get penalized? It's like a tie. So we're going to give you five points on that one. Plus, we're going to have some bonus points throughout the uh, season where you can uh, determine whether there's a win and the title changes and stuff like that. But that'll happen in time. But join us, and you earn points towards this championship belt. There's never uh, a wrong time to join, and we're cutting the season into two parts. So even if you miss the first part and feel you're way behind, you can still uh, start again in the midway point, which is uh, Royal Rumble. Nope, SummerSlam. After SummerSlam is our next uh, section to the Royal Rumble, and uh, you can earn points there. Everybody starts back at zero, and uh, you can be in the final five uh, battling for this championship belt. But, like I said, we are going to do WrestleMania Backlash this Sunday. I'm not going to give my predictions here. You'll have to tune in Sunday for the predictions and a breakdown of the card further. But... Here it is as it stands right now. Damian Priest is going to go against The Miz after losing uh, John Morrison did this past Monday. Damian Priest got to choose the stipulation, and he's chosen a Lumberjack match. The last time The Miz was in a Lumberjack match, he lost the world uh, title to Bobby Lashley. Now he's in another Lumberjack match against Damian Priest. The SmackDown tag team titles are going to be online as... The Dirty Dogs defend against the Mysterio family. The WD Universal Championship is going to be online as Jimmy Uso cost uh, Seth Rollins to lose on this past Friday, allowing Cesaro to be the one to challenge Roman Reigns, the head of the table, for the Universal Championship. And we have a three-way match on uh, the Raw women's uh, title, and Rhea Ripley is going to defend against former champion Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Uh, Charlotte Flair has uh, some deep connections with Sonya Deville lately, who seems to be overstepping her uh, boundaries when it comes to her role with uh, Adam Pearce. 
So we'll see if that comes into play along the way. And of course, there's stuff with uh, Bailey, or my apologies, Alexa Bliss and Lily uh, checking out the women's uh, division over on Raw this past week. So we'll see if she's involved with that. Uh, the other graphic we do have up at the moment is Bailey challenging the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, for her championship. Uh, Sasha has been gone since uh, the loss at WrestleMania, so Bailey has stepped up as the former longest reigning women's uh, champion on SmackDown to challenge Bianca Belair the EST of SmackDown. And, of course, a triple threat match for the men's title over on uh, Raw, the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Braun Strowman and former champion Drew McIntyre. So we'll see who comes out on top there. And that's going to be all happening Sunday at 7 p.m., on the WWE Network, presented by Army of the Dead, uh, video game, and it's going to be on the WWE Network or Peacock if you're in the United States. And once again, it's a part of the Scumbags Prediction League, presented by Cool Bets. Stay cool, bet responsibly. So that's what's going on there. Uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, stop by our Pro Wrestling Tees uh, store at prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbags wrestling. Uh, right now, throughout this month and the last month, we have been donating uh, proceeds from our sales of the uh, three logo t-shirts that you see uh, there, the uh, Scumbags Superstars shirt, the Raw is War inspired one, and our Scumbags podcast uh, shirt. And those proceeds are going to Jordito's recovery. Seven-year-old little guy recovering from cancer and had uh, surgeries on legs. So a need to get mobile again. And uh, proceeds from those shirts are helping there. And, of course, our Ontario Indie comic book cover. Uh, 22 stars of the Ontario independent wrestling scene. Designed by uh, Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios. And, of course, all proceeds from the sale of that are going to Stevens Wrestling Journey. Uh, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto are doing research for carry malformation. And proceeds from the sale of those shirts are always going to support Stevens Wrestling Journey. So check out our store, prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbagswrestling. All these details can be found on our Scumbags Wrestling uh, website, which is Scumbags wrestling.ca and of course you can always stop by our uh, facebook page scumbags wrestling running along the bottom you know how you get in touch with us uh even emailing scumbags wrestling at gmail.com now before i take off from here uh just got a few notes uh, for our friends over here in ontario that also put out some great content and that is just a reminder that george mckay uh, just dropped a new episode of Straight Talk Wrestling with his special guest, NWA star, Slice Boogie. So that's available on uh, all podcast outlets that you can get Straight Talk Wrestling. And there's also available video format on YouTube and on, I believe, Facebook as well. He's posted uh, at least highlights, and you can always uh, find 
uh, George Mackay's content there. He's uh, getting close to 200 episodes. I'm going to be uh, recording a quick message congratulating him on 200 episodes in just a moment as soon as I finish with this podcast and uh, be part of his uh, milestone there that's coming up in a week or two. Oh, you can also tune in uh, this Sunday at 4.30. We uh, had Rex Atkins part of our show uh, and part of the Blackball podcast over on YouTube. And Purdy Ricky is uh, threatening to go to Rex's front door, knock on it without his uh, making sure his children are not there and going to take him out and punch him for crimes against friendship. They used to be podcasters together and just, yeah, things happen. And I guess Ricky plans on uh, still coming over for dinner after this is all done and re- keeping that friendship going, even though he needs to uh, beat up his friend Rex. So you ha- we had Rex on a little while ago, and he saw his feelings on it. Two weeks ago, we had Ricky, so you can check out uh, how Ricky's feeling. And, of course, he's been uh, making the uh, circuits around Ontario uh, indie podcasting to uh, pump this up. So be sure to check it out this Sunday before uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Maybe the, they'll even sit down together after their fight and enjoy WrestleMania Backlash together on the WD Network. But you can always tune in to YouTube at 4.30 for the Black Belt uh, Podcast and see Ricky and Rex go at it. Episode number 20 of the Schwa Wars uh, Podcast has a retro wrestling review and watch along featuring TNA Victory Road 2011. So uh, go check out Schwa Wars and uh, yeah, they have a, a good uh, podcast there. Uh, they just recently also did a uh, Mother's Day uh, tournament, uh, Find the Greatest Woman, uh, and there was a lot of uh, female indie uh, talent involved with that over on Schwawar. So some good episodes to uh, check out uh, recently over there. And episode 20 is the uh, Retro Wrestling Review of Victory Road from TNA 2011. And Backyard Pro had a uh, match put up on uh, YouTube the other day uh, featuring the dancing weapon, Josh Alexander, taking on Adam Safe. and that was from season two, episode number one. And they are currently working on putting together season three. So uh, be on the lookout for Backyard Pro and uh, find out how you can support them to make a, uh, season three a reality. And finally, Talking with Tom returns this Tuesday on Gilmy Talks. Tom is also the cadet. And if you're a fan of uh, Ontario Indie Wrestling, you'll know uh, who the cadet is. And he uh, makes appearances with uh, Justin Gimlet as part of Gilmy Talks. And he has his own show called Talking with Tom. So we'll uh, catch up on what's going on with uh, Tom and the Ontario scene. So that's everything I got for this week. And want to thank you all for being a part of it. I uh, don't know what happened with Steven. I'm going to uh, reach out to him in a little bit and make sure everything's cool. Might have been another uh, technical issue like we had yesterday. Or maybe he had to go to work. Either way, 
we'll be uh, back next week with uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament next Wednesday at 6 p.m. We're going to do a second part of Greatest Finishers. In this case, it's going to be Strikes. So it's going to be like DDTs, uh, Stunners, Super Kicks, uh, Tombstone Pile Drivers. You name it, they're going to be there if it's a hit, a frog splash. We'll see which one comes out on top. Uh, last night we did uh, the submission holds, and it was the Cobra Clutch and uh, Million Dollar Dream sort of uh, maneuver that came out on top uh, there. So please be a part of it. Share your thoughts with us. And, of course, 12 noon on Thursdays, Jonesy and I run down this week in wrestling history, and next week we'll, we'll have uh, the week of the 14th of May to May 20th. So you can catch us on YouTube and Facebook for most of our shows, live on Twitch Thursdays at 8 for our uh, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, and, of course, you can always get us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from because we are part of the Ontario Indie podcast network and the Johnners podcast network in the uk they have covered everything that we got going on and you can always reach us with any of the ways down below on facebook twitch twitter and instagram and even by email so check us out scumbagswrestling.ca or scumbagswrestling.ca and uh join us sunday for our rundown of WrestleMania Backlash. Have a great night, and we'll see you next week. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport, with This Week in History, we live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network.